on Twitch, Q Sports Talk, and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Get him, Grace. Welcome back. You're on the block. ESPN Radio. Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. It's presented by Empower Federal Credit Union. It's Friday, baby. We're gassing up for Nevada because there's a big old heavyweight fight out there this weekend. You get in the Wilder Fury fight? Let's talk about it. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hurt. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for hot takes on the block. Fury Wilder. Fury 29-0-1. Wilder 42-0-1. And if you remember that last fight, now I don't. Uh, J-Rock and I were talking about this during the Twitch break. I read up on it a bit today. I, I watched some highlights today. I admit, I totally missed this. Remembering what happened in that first fight, because that first fight, for those of you that are boxing fans and watch it religiously, you know it's one of the greatest fights ever. And to see that right-hand-left-hook combo, I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about here. But to see... Now, was it Fury that got... Fury's the one that got knocked down, right? J-Rock, correct me if I'm wrong here. But I watched that highlight today. How did he get up? That was like, you had the perfect analogy. There's that Undertaker meme that goes around, you know, where he just, and if you watch wrestling, this has happened a bunch of times, right, where the Undertaker just pops back to life. I don't know how that man survived that, let alone got up from that, let alone finished that fight. So that was a 12-round epic fight. So Fury went down, so Fury was the one who went down and got up. Thank you. I wanted to be right about that. I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world, as you can tell. But I was saying this during our Twitch break that I went last year, first time in a long time I had gone to live boxing. Went with my boy Mikey K, his son Mick, who just got married last weekend. That was the wedding I was at. Loved it. Had a ball. And it's amazing to me how boxing has just hung in there and has survived and is still can capture the sports world. Because for a while, UFC took that, right? When McGregor was big, when Rousey was big, when UFC became mainstream, because there was always kind of like those cagey pay-per-views you could watch. It was almost like some cult you were in about watching cage fighting, and then UFC became mainstream. But now, UFC doesn't have... There's there's a hardcore audience that follows it, and it's big on like ESPN Plus and some of these OTT services that you can get. And it still drives traffic. It still drives... DAZONE and, and some of these services that are out there, don't get me wrong, but UFC right now lacks a mainstream star other than McGregor, right? Like, he is it, and he was even gone for a while. He what The biggest thing McGregor's done was fight Mayweather. That was an event. We watched that at Mr. Krabs' house at an amazing time. But that's what boxing can do, unlike almost any sporting event. It draws people together. 
yeah, it's eighty bucks, but you can you know you can always throw in with somebody, or you can uh, you know there's ways you can watch it on the internet. I don't know if you know about that, right? There's still something about the energy of a heavyweight title fight that is unmatched in sports that can bring people together. And when you get a 12-round epic like that, it's going to be hard to match that one. But it seems like these two fighters in the ring are going to, at the very least, produce an entertaining, hopefully long match. I don't know if it's going to go 12 rounds. But there's something about the energy of a fight, whether it's a big pay-per-view like that, if you get to go to live boxing. When I went to the live boxing at the Turning Stone last year, I loved it. And I said, I will be back. And that was during Hall of Fame weekend. They have a few during the year. So I don't know if it's in your plans for tomorrow night, but if it's not, find somebody that's getting that thing, throw in a few bucks and watch that. Or maybe there's some, I'm sure there's some local establishments that are doing it. But that just really intrigues me because there's just that's hot. a lot of things that have been left behind in the sports world and boxing we all thought by now would have been, but it's hung in there. And it still feels big. When you find the right fighters, you fight the the, the right scenario, it does it does pass the test of time. And I didn't think it would. I honestly thought we were seeing the, the last days of boxing being mainstream. That's one thing I thought, and I've been, geez, I, I'm just getting old, but I've been doing sports radio now for over 20 years. I remember doing topics like that, like in 10 years, boxing's going to be dead, right? And it's just not. <laughs> it, it, it survives. It figures it out. People have a desire to see contact sports, boxing, UFC, football, right? Like there's there's still a gladiator mentality that we have to watch these type of sports, and I think that's just always something that's going to be there. Speaking of gladiator sports, so this is interesting. A vote on the proposed collective bargaining agreement will go to full membership of the NFL Players Association, even if player reps vote not to recommend approval. That's according to ESPN's Dan Graziano, who reported that, Friday. Now, you can go through the particulars of this, and you can look at some of the interesting dynamics of it, like the elimination of game suspensions strictly for positive marijuana tests, a reduction in the number of players subjected to testing for marijuana. But the biggest thing that's going to come out of this, as we heard earlier this week, more football. That is unthinkable two or three years ago, given the emphasis on safety, concussion protocol, Players at an alarming rate at one point retiring early. You know, you get Chris Borland from San Francisco, spends a year in football, retires. Like, there was a run there. We were saying, how could the NFL possibly add more football? There's no way. Well, as the great Don Olmeyer once said, I was listening, as I do every day, I am a little, and I listen to the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Side note, the one and only, if you listen to, uh, to Kornheiser's podcast like I do, the other day, what an honor, and I mean this, Chris Saliza retweets my recap. Now, as you know, if you listen, Saliza's a Georgetown fan, so he, of course, had to put in a snarky comment about Syracuse, to which I got to respond, a Syracuse-related full-throat eat at Saliza, which was the highlight of my week, but now I'm getting off track here. But what Kornheiser said today, and something that the great Don Olmeyer once said, and those of you that know television history know Don Olmeyer and who he is. One of the greatest sports executives, TV executives, period, in the history of the medium. It's something simple, but it's something that it all comes back to. 
How could football possibly add more games? Well, the answers to all your questions are money. It's more money for you. It's more money for us. It's more football for the fans. Everybody's happy. Now, will it be 17? Will it be 18? Will they come up with some sort of system that you can only play in 16 games? There was a lot of talk about that, which would make coaching staffs and general managers get more creative. You'd be rewarded for having depth if you can only play in 16 games, no matter what the schedule length is. So there's a lot of interesting details you can always find in collective bargaining agreements, and football's about to have labor peace for another 10 years. But the fact that we got more football out of this when it feels like that concussion issue was going to bring the sport down just a few years ago, just like we said with boxing, how it, it sustains the times, those of you that were saying football was going to fall a few years ago, yeah, no. Let's take a break. We'll come back after this. Game slash event, whatever that is. But it ain't going to be a game, right? So no matter where they have it, it's going to be more of a fan-festy type of thing. Can they just do a fan-fest at the soccer stadium? They can. I, th- I done think that the reason they're not going to is they don't want to tear up the, the turf. Graf, uh, the grass field. Correct. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, how many people will be at the game tomorrow? About 22,000. I think you're high. I think I'm high number, on that. On that number. Are we talking? I don't announced? mean high. I mean on the number. Are we talking? <laughs> are we? Are we talking butts and seats or announced? Both. I mean, it'll be announced at, at least at as as at I least think twenty-two. Legit butts but and I, seats, twenty-two. I think it'll be less. Okay. You get know, out there and count them. I'll get your little I clicker. Will. I will walk through the crowd. I'll walk around and with let a pitch know. count clicker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last one. This is very important. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Uh, who is Georgia Tech's point guard? Jose Al- Alvarado. Uh, yeah, you were closer the first time. Alvarado? You went, you, Alvarado. Alvarado? Alvarado. 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 Well, did you hear what Bayheim called him? Called him Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Right? Not Alvarez. Not Alvarado or whatever you were Alvarado. saying. Alvarado. 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 It's not that hard. Come on. Desperado. Yes, like that, but with Al at the beginning. And, of course, the sound. Oh, oh there it is. Hold They're on. good. They've got a really good team since Alvarez is back. I mean, oops. I didn't say that. Right? I'm old, Seth. You forget names. It happens. <laughs> You're not great with names. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> You're I'm really, really not. not. It's, it's a kryptonite of mine. We'll break on that note. It's almost like you talk for a living. Thank you for doing the blindside, Fred. I appreciate that. We'll be back after this.